What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In your words, to the people who don't know, who is Wahida Clark? Who is Wahida Clark? The official queen of street literature. I started writing while serving a 10 and a half year federal prison bid. Mm. My job in the prison was the librarian uh, during the day, and I taught the computer classes at night. So one morning, I'm in the library. I pick up this magazine. It was an XXL or a source, and it had a sidebar article little picture, this bald-haired brother named Shannon Holmes, mm. and he had written a book called Be More Careful. Mm. And I'm like, yo, this brother wrote a book, and he in prison? Mm. And I'm sitting in the prison library, and I'm looking at all the books on the shelves. Then I start visualizing my name, Wahida Clark, on the spines of the books. Mm. So that's when I started writing. That was my light bulb moment wow. to start writing. I didn't know how to write, what to write. Called, I wrote my husband, who was also locked up. Mm. Uncle Yaya said, I'm going to write a book. Mm. He said, man, the only way you're going to make money off a book writing, you got to write what, you know, the white folks buy. Mm. The pimping, the hoes, mm. the drugs, the killing. Yeah. So then came thugs and the women who loved them. Mm. And that was it. Wow. But I had to do something because in the federal joint, it costs money to live. You got to have money to wash your clothes, yeah. to buy your soap powder. I had my kids home. My mm. husband was locked up. Mm. I'm like, I got to make some money. Yeah. I, you know, that's what I did, make money. Yeah. So um, I just started writing. And lo and behold, as soon as I started writing, a lady that was in the prison, her profession on the street was a literary agent. Mm. So she had asked the warden, could she give a class on creative writing? Mm. I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. But once I saw that, that uh, sign-up sheet come into place, I signed up. I took her course, started writing, uh, started doing everything she said do and what the, the literary marketplace, all that stuff say do. And I got published. I got my deal with Carl Weber. He was the first person that um, signed me. Wow. And then. But look, while I was, I took the course and got a certificate, graduated from the creative writing class. They came and woke, got me like one morning, seven o'clock in the morning, took me to the lieutenant's office, was holding up the book, said, how do you do this, Miss Clark? Mm. What is this? Mm. So I said, what? They said, how you write a book and get it published while you in prison? Mm. I said, you guys gave a creative writing course. I took it, graduated. Yeah. And that's how I did it. So yeah. they put me in the hole, kicked me out of there, and sent me to um, uh, Artists in West Virginia. But while I was in the hole for nine months, that's when I wrote Payback is a Mother. I had already wrote Thugs and the Women Who Love Them and Every Thug Needs a Lady. So that nine months in the hole allowed me the time to write another book. Wow. So people say, any regrets? Nope, I wouldn't change a thing because wow. if I changed one minute, one second, one day, wow. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Wow. And so. And 
Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you want to watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers, and I've sold over 100,000 books. But I I've also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I wanna help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, let's go back to the video. Pay attention and listen, we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man asked cash. So get your man right, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. You see him, change your life. Millionaire mindset, the best on earth. Money Mindset Show on the planet. Listen, when I tell you we have royalty in the building, we got the OG, we got the queen of street literature, we got, you know, hip-hop fiction. Listen, let me tell you, y'all know me as somebody who get busy with the books, but once upon a time, right, every, every superstar has a mentor. Every superstar has a coach. Before I even wrote my first book, Wahida Clark was doing her thing, killing it in the game, official, the official queen of street literature for not one, not two, not three, but four New York Times bestsellers, over a million books sold. Man, it is an honor, my pleasure to have Miss Wahida Clark in the building. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. And we also have the legacy Wahida Clark Jr. in the building, CEO of Wahida Clark Presents Innovative Publishing. Uh, it's such a blessing. So, um, you know, I remember I was a banker. I, I forget, it had to be like 2008-ish, I believe. Um, and I remember, I don't even know how we connected, but I was, I, you know, I was at a space where I wanted to learn more about the publishing world. Um, somebody connected us and he was like, yo, come out to my, you know, come out to my spot. Um, I drove out to East Orange, New Jersey, That's right. and you had the whole floor right. and in, you know, and, and, and you were getting busy with the books. And, and so right before I even, you know, wrote my, uh, a book, um, you know, somebody connected us, I, you know, I go in there, I got my bank, I'm a banker. I got my suit on. I go out to East Orange. Um, and you got the whole floor printing your own books. Um, you know, like you were really like the, the, you were it, you know, and still are right. Which is like over a decade later, you still are. Um, and, um, before we get into like how you got here, um, you know, in, in, in your words for the people who don't know who is Wahida Clark. Who is Wahida Clark? The official queen of street literature. I started writing while serving a 10 and a half year federal prison bid. Mm -hmm. Um, when I went in, after about a year, 
got situated, you know, the feds, they, after you get sentenced, they send you to your final destination. So one evening I called home, I said, you guys, send me some money. They said, Wahida, you ain't got no money. Uh. They foreclosing on your property. You're not here to run your businesses. They're being shut down. Uh. Your house, the cars, everything's being repossessed. As a matter of fact, we are packing up right now uh. with your two kids and we're moving back up to Jersey because I was in Georgia at the time. Uh. So that was my wake up call. When I hung up that phone, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had to make a prayer, have, had to have that heart to heart, what I'm going to do. Yeah. So shortly, right after that prayer, my job in the prison was the librarian uh, during the day and I taught the computer classes at night. So one morning I'm in the library, I pick up this magazine, it was an XXL or a source, and it had a sidebar article little picture this bald-headed brother named Shannon Holmes mm. and he had written a book called Be More Careful mm. and I'm like yo this brother wrote a book and he in prison mm. and I'm sitting in a prison library and I'm looking at all the books on the shelves then I start visualizing my name Wahida Clark on the spines of the books mm. so that's when I started writing that was my light bulb moment wow. to start writing I didn't know how to write what to write called I wrote my husband who was also locked up mm. Uncle Yaya said I'm gonna write a book mm. He said, man, the only way you're going to make money off a book writing, you got to write what, you know, the white folks buy. Mm. The pimping, the hoes, mm. the drugs, the killing. Yeah. So then came thugs and the women who love them. Mm. And that was it. Wow. Wow. And so but, but before we go there, uh, take us to um, what got you locked up, right? Like that, like that space, you know? Right here in Atlanta, mm. I was working for this advertising firm. As a matter of fact, I just talked to my boss, a.k.a my co-defendant for the first time uh, we got uh, they kicked down the doors of the uh, advertising firm that I was working for in um, 1999 or 98 and I'm just talking to him like last week for the first time wow. um, I was a salesperson I end up I always whenever I do I go all out try yeah. to be I try to be number one yeah. so I end up being a top salesperson when the feds and everybody kicked the doors down all I kept hearing them say where's the girl where's the girl and I'm looking around for the girl what girl they was talking about me wow. because I was the top salesperson in the company Wow so that's how I got Wow. My sentence. Wow. And I, wow. We took it to trial. Yeah. Um, it was like 20 of us, but six of us took it to trial. The brother who hired me and got me the job and was my mentor, he ended up being a prosecution star witness. Wow. Um, but, you know, we all took it to trial and lost. Wow. And wow. That was wow. my time. And, and then, so, so, you know, it being an advertising company, um, you know, what, what was like, what was their, their case against the company that money laundering, mail mm. fraud, wire fraud? Wow. We were selling advertising products like Mont Blanc pens, golden brass calculators, nice stuff. But it had the companies who we was uh, customers' names engraved on it, and then they would buy the products, and in return, they would get gold coins. So mm. the more products they would buy, the more gold coins they would get. Yeah, so but during that time. The feds said that was a fraud. Wow. And I brought that up because when I talked to my co-defendant, um, he had told me that the, the top man of the company, he went back to trial and it got it thrown out because the gold at that time was worth like $500 an ounce. Mm. So when in 2013, when he went back to court, it was up to like $1,800 an ounce. So mm. they said what we gave out exceeded more than, um, uh, was way more than what it charges for, so. Oh, wow, wow, wow. But but in a way, right, civil, civil lining, 
you going, you know, in the feds, having this vision change your life on the on 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 the on the right path or I mean it wasn't that you were on the wrong path, but it but it but it kind of like took your life to the next level, right? And so now you you see this see this book and you have this vision, you don't know how to write. What's the what's the next step after that? Wow. Yes, like I said, I didn't know I could write. I just once I got that phone call and made that prayer, I said I had to do something because in the federal joint, it costs money to live. You gotta have money to wash your clothes, yeah. to buy your soap powder. I had my kids home, my husband was locked up. Mm. I'm like, I gotta make some money. Yeah. I, you know, that's what I did, make money. Yeah. So um, I just started writing and lo and behold, as soon as I started writing, a lady that was in the prison, her profession on the street was a literary agent. Mm. So she had asked the warden, could she give a class on creative writing? Mm. I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. But once I saw that, that uh, sign up sheet, come into place. I signed up. I took her course, started writing, uh, started doing everything she said do and what the, the literary marketplace, all that stuff said do. And I got published. I got my deal with Carl Weber. He was the first person that um, signed me. Wow. And then but look, while I was, I took the course and got certificate, graduated from the creative writing class. They came and woke, got me like one morning, seven o'clock in the morning, took me to the lieutenant's office was holding up the book, said, how do you do this, Miss Clark? Mm. What is this? Mm. So I said, what? They said, how you write a book and get it published while you in prison? Mm. I said, you guys gave a creative writing course. I took it, mm. graduated, and that's how I did it. Yeah. So they put me in the hole, kicked me out of there, and sent me to um, uh, artists in West Virginia. But while I was in the hole for nine months, that's when I wrote Payback is a Mother. I had already wrote Thugs and the Women Who Love Them and Every Thug Needs a Lady. So that nine months in the hole allowed me the time to write another book. Wow. So people say, any regrets? Nope, I wouldn't change a thing because wow. if I change one minute, one second, one day, wow. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Wow, and so, and so, and so, what? So they, they do a class, teach you this thing, you use the knowledge. Create this thing, and then you get thrown in a hole for the right. thing that, wow. That's right. Wow. Not once, twice, because when I went to Alderson, because when I left um, Kentucky, I, like I said, I had already wrote Thugs and the Women Who Love Them, Every Thug Needs a Lady. Uh, in the, in the, for the, uh, the federal system, the hole for the camp, for the women, they sent me to a county jail mm -hmm. where I was locked down 23 hours a day. Mm -hmm. But I noticed in this jail, all the females, they had pen pals. Mm. So they was writing guys. They wasn't writing one, two, three, four, five. They was 10 letters, mm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I called home. I said, send me some flyers of my book. Mm. So they sent me the flyers. I gave them to the girls to put in all the mail. They was writing all the prisons. And my stuff started going out all over the prison. And then that's what really blew me up. Wow. So when I left Alderson, I mean, when I left Kentucky to go to Alderson, I went there like a superstar. Yeah. So I got to Alderson, fan mail, other authors start sending me manuscripts, Cash, Mike Sanders. Got in trouble again. They said, Miss Clark, you can't run the publishing business while you locked up. Wow. So I got in trouble again. Wow, 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 wow. And then now fast forward, four New York Times bestsellers, over a million books sold. You published books for, for others. Uh, cash Money, the first, you know, the first, uh, you know, you know. Uh, first one, kick the door kick the down. Door down. New York, my first book with them was a New York Times bestseller. This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. That I kept doing the New York nice. Times bestsellers with nice. cash money. Nice, nice, nice. And then now, um, you know, books, 
movies. Like you're you're, you're doing so many things. Um, and then now, you know, you have your daughter. Talk, talk, you know, talk a little bit about that transition. Um, you know, one of the things I, I want to, you know, first take us back to finding that your mom, you know, is now going to be incarcerated for, you know, and, and how that impacted you. Mm-hmm. And then now she's home and now you guys like are business partners and working mm-hmm. together. Okay. All right. Well, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Because when she got incarcerated, I was what, 13? My sister was like 14 years mm. old. And my dad was already incarcerated. He was doing 40 years for bank robbery. Mm. So both of our parents is taken from us. Right. So my mom's best friend, Roz, she took care of me and my sister. Thank God for her. Because yeah. she made sure we stayed together, yeah. made sure we was going to school, or at least, you know, trying to do something positive. Yeah. So thank goodness for Roz. It's my second mom. Mm-hmm. Love you, Roz. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and my dad, even though he wasn't there, he was always on the phone like, hey, you know, when your mom come home, she going to need some help. Yeah, yeah. So you need to do whatever it is that maybe some book design or website, something, yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause she gonna need whatever assistance, you know, when she come home, I yeah. was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But you know, I, was, I wasn't I was thinking that at the time, cause I was only 13, I was like, hey, we'll see. But mm-hmm. fast forward to when she finally actually released the books mm-hmm. and um, you know, we got the same name. Yeah. So, you know, I'm at my job, people coming in there like, yo, Wahida Clark work here? <laughs> Wahida Clark? I'm like, uh, yeah, that's me, but that's, that's I didn't write the book. That's that's my mom. Right. Oh, yo, your mom. And I gotta get, I gotta hit a whole song and dance about yeah. my mom's book. So yeah. that, so that was cool. It was a little weird, but yeah. it was, it was cool. Yeah. But then I started um doing book cover designs. Mm. First, you know, all my friends with rappers and everybody needed flyers. Yeah. And my dad telling me, you know, my mom gonna need some help. So mm. I was like, okay, well, let me get into the design space. So yeah. I started doing. Uh, artwork for that. So pretty much all the books here, I pretty much designed those book covers. Nice. I did all that stuff. So from cash money, ca- yeah, those. cash money. I did all those New York Times bestsellers. Nice. I did book covers for Brenda Jackson. Spike Lee hit me in my DM, told me he liked my artwork. Nice. Uh, Marsha Ambrose from Floetry. Nice. She was like, "Yo, give me one of them T-shirts." <laughs> nice. So you know, just from that. So like she said, you wouldn't change anything because if she, I believe if she didn't get incarcerated, I wouldn't even been thinking about doing no artwork right. or book covers or even thinking about books right. you know i was into hip-hop very big but i wasn't thinking about you know writing or doing the artwork or nothing like that yeah so fast forward to today look at us here she's yeah. promoting me to ceo Absolutely. of w yeah, clark so. publishing i'm like oh lord mama you know, <laughs> up now. Lord, have mercy you done gave me the keys yeah you done gave me the keys so and already she's like oh shut up mom i got this. <laughs> you know i'm rolling out some new plans you know got this new sci-fi stuff going on yeah. but yeah but it but it's a blessing I wouldn't change anything yeah. because of that. I started mentoring, worked yeah. at the Boys and Girls Club, yeah. going into the detention centers yeah. with prodigal sons and daughters. Yeah. I mentor the youth. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. If you are an entrepreneur, business coach, or small business owner who wants to get more visibility for your product or service, then consider advertising on Inside the Vault. We have been seen and heard over 2 million times, and as the show continues to grow, your ad would be embedded in our episodes forever. So the return on investments on advertising with us is unmeasurable and invaluable. If you're interested in this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, then text PODCAST to 646-687-4152 or email us at info at insidethevaultshow.com. Allow your business to get the visibility that it deserves.
Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that it's a great thing to see, uh, you know, how uh, something that could have been tragic, mm -hmm. right? Because, right. you know, um, a lot of times parents get, being incarcerated could really, uh, you know, you know, take children on a different trajectory, uh, break up families, but to be able to um, kind of see the positive and the light, you know, from it and use it as a way to really build legacy generational wealth, right? Because this 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 company is, you know, namesake company is now part of the family and, and it's going to keep living and living. Um, and, and, and the one thing that I love about books uh, is that books create that legacy, right? You create it one time and then you keep getting That's paid right. for it over Sweet, and over and over and over again. Um, and so for me, I've always done um, you know, you know, you know, uh, nonfiction, right? Mm -hmm. um, but as um, a, a fiction writer, um, talk a little bit about that. You know, the importance of reading, the importance of um, books, how books could help you escape, like even the writing process, even reading books. Like, how um, you know are, are books beneficial? Well, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Uh, starting with one way is beneficial to the brothers and sisters on lockdown. You don't know how many times we be at an event, book signing, flea market, wherever we at. Somebody always come and be like, man, your books got me through my yeah. time. And yeah. they just bow yeah. down. Yeah. Or the mom with her nurse's uniform, with the child standing, mm -hmm. my child would not read until they yep. read your books. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. so many stories, countless. I can't even count them all yeah. of um, how our genre really got people through some hard times yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I remember in prison being pen pals with some rappers and you know they reading their letters they couldn't even hardly write right. so reading is fundamental mm. and it's something that we have to keep doing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and and what what like what advice would you have uh, you know as somebody who's been in this space for a very long time very successful uh, you know, you know, you, you know yourself as well with book covers and you know really running the publishing business. Um, you know, there are so many people out there who have ideas who want to you know write a book or release a book. Um, what you know, what advice do you have to those people on you know where do they start? How do they get to that you know to that space of getting their idea on you know on pen and paper? Depends on the person, yeah. but uh, the, the the foundation is to do it. And don't overthink it. Mm. Most people overthink it. People tell them, oh, I got this book in my head. It's not doing anybody any good in, in your head. Yeah. You got to get it out on paper. Yeah. And then for the uh, that's for the fiction writers. Mm. The nonfiction people, they be like, they they the ones that really overthink it. Mm. When theirs is the easiest one yeah, to yeah, knock yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of them getting coached and getting the right guy and somebody to say, look, this is how you just need to set your little schedule and blah, 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 blah. And get it done. Yeah, and 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 is there is there a formula um, to a book cover and what makes a book sell? Right, like is there, you know, can can, can anybody yes. do it or is there a formula to it? There is a formula. Yeah. For me, whenever I work on the person's book cover, first thing I do, I automatically think about the title and the mm. synopsis. Mm. And then I go to Google and I look at the top selling book covers that's out right now. Mm. So you want to see what are people gravitating to? What are the color scheme they're looking to? What what style are they looking at? They're looking at illustration, they're looking mm. at photos. What are what is it? So you yeah. look at the market and what's selling. And then from there you think about the synopsis, the title, and then you then I build from that space. Mm. 
I've seen too many times when people throw a book cover up there with an image they done stole off the internet that's blurry right. and cropped out. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's my book. I wonder why it's not a bestseller. You can't sell your book if nobody want to even pick it up off the right. shelf, Absolutely. you know? So the yeah. book cover, they say people don't judge a book bar cover, but they do. That's First amazing. thing they do is look at your book cover. You can have the best story in the world, yeah. but if that book cover is garbage, mm -hmm. they're going to walk right past it. Yeah. So your color scheme, your font, has to be legible, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, no, I love that, and and I'm glad she said that. Yeah, uh, the story is the story has to be on point because mm. I remember when uh, Thugs and the Women first came out, the cover was whack, mm. but um, the story was one that resonated with everybody. So mm. that's over the years the cover was revamped. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. love that. And then you know what you know, we know as being like authors and understanding, um, you know how to get a book to become a bestseller. Uh, but some people kind of like have this vision, right? Authors like, all right, I'm going to write the book. And then now once the book is done, I'm cool. It's going, you know what I mean? I'm going to build it. The people going to come. That's so sad. Yeah. It did, and that's so far from the truth. Yeah. Um, that's why now uh, we don't even sign anyone until we check out their hustle game. Yeah. Because once you write the book and get it published, that's when your work just starts. Yeah. Um, That's just the book one. does not sell by itself. Yeah. You have to constantly, it's just a constant grind and hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what, and what you know, uh, what has been the most effective ways you, you've seen, uh, you know, to sell books, you know? So as far as like, like, like some, some tangibles where, you know, people have, have used or you've used to mm -hmm. like, you know, make sure a book sells and people know about it. Well, nowadays, um, Story rules all. That never stops. As far as fiction is concerned, yeah. your story has to be one that somebody read and be like, "Oh, yo, you got to read this yeah, book." Yeah. That word of mouth. Um, the second thing is your cover. The third thing is you have to promote. Yeah. And the nowadays author, with yeah. social media, you got to have some type of platform. You can't say you're an author. You go to your 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 social media page. You ain't even got nothing on the book. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. nothing. You're sitting there doing selfies right. or, you know, just talking to your cat. You got to really, it's a hustle game. Yeah. Bottom yeah, line, yeah. no getting around it. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. I also found out because the readers, yeah, they want to read the book, but they also want to know the author. Mm. So if you can connect, if the author can connect to the readers, then that that's a boost right there because yeah. the readers will automatically go hard for you. They'll tell people pick up the book. They'll buy the hard copy, the ebook. Mm. You know they they'll do that, yeah. but they have to be some type of connection. Your story has to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then you know, um, talk a little bit about because you've been on both sides, right? From traditional publishing and then now having your own publishing company. Um, what are the pros and cons of both, right? Because you know, now we have a, you know, there's, there's print on demand, there's ways that people can publish their own books. Uh, but then there's also, you know, still major publishing houses. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about the pros and the cons of both. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I do want to, got to say, it just dawned on me, two, we started this publishing company in 2007. What they say, the, after most businesses last for three years, then it's five years. And so we got some, some years in yeah, our belt. Do. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah. Um, oh my God. And print on demand, we, we, like you said, when you first met me, we had a print shop with the machines. Mm -hmm. We had the printing machines, the binding mm -hmm. machines, the cutting machines. Yeah. We was doing everything in house because during that, that time, it worked for that time. Right. But then 
technology evolves, the customer evolves. Yeah. Amazon came in with the eBooks yeah. and everything changed and print on demand. Now print on demand is easy for us. That's more um, easy for us. And the traditional publishers, it's just harder to get in with a traditional publisher. Um, but if you get in, it's still the same situation. You still got to hustle and grind. Yeah. Because they only will give each book so much attention. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And I and I, I'm glad you said that because um, whether it's you know you know traditional publishing or self publishing, print on demand. Um, you know, I I get authors all the time that just think that because they finish the book and because they post about it one time or twice, mm -hmm. then that's it. Uh, but the truth of the matter is like, okay, cool. Even like you said, even if you have a traditional publisher, it's tough to do that because you need a literary agent. The literary agent has to walk walk your book in. Mm -hmm. Once your book is there, uh, you know, then the the publishing company literally tells you when the book is gonna come out. So you can't you can't price it. You like they telling you right, and then once it comes out, they are gonna push it a little bit. But then you have to kind of like be on that grind. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then so so talk about the transition into uh, film and television and, and 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 that piece of it because you know you know most great movies we see out here started out as books right. right and so for me that feels like a natural transition but you know talk talk a little bit about that um in hollywood man that's a that's a vicious game right there yeah because we you do a lot of submissions to hollywood um they'll turn you down but they'll still use your ideas. Mm. So you have to uh, watch, you know, just know in advance, you're taking that chance when you submit in your books and your your scripts. They'll be like, mm -hmm. no, no, this now, nothing we can use. Yeah. Next thing you know, you see it, cause like one show out now, mm. my I got a character named Tasha in my books mm. back in 2003 when I first wrote it. Mm. This show has a character named Tasha. I have a, in, in the same show, I have a character named Marvin. This show has a character named Marvin. Mm. My, my two thugs had a club. This show has a mm. thug, has a club. Yeah. I mean- Your same, Tasha had twins. This Tasha has twins. twins. Wow. I mean, just mm -hmm. about everything, uh, plot for plot. Oh. So that's, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. part of the game. Yeah. Um, I, it, the film is two-sided. Either do it yourself independently or like what we're trying to do, um, we are not trying to do. We're just getting everything together and looking for distribution collaboration. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. But Hollywood is that's a vicious game. Yeah, that's and and is game. is there a way though to like protect an idea or no, no. you can't no. copyright the idea? No. Nothing. Wow. No sir. No. And so there's not even. It's all about execution. You yeah. come up with the idea. You have to be the right. one that implemented first, because mm. so, then it's yours. Right. And anybody do it after that, and they say, well, yep. we got it from so and so. Right. That's right. it. You can be in the room like this. We can come up with a cool idea for yeah, a movie, yeah, yeah. but we don't do nothing. But he takes it, right. goes to BET, tell him. They right. say, yeah, we want to work on that. Now mm, it's his thing. He say, right. hey, but that's how it works. Right, it's wow. It's a vicious game. Wow, wow, wow. And then, and then so so, so talk about that, that, that like, uh, process though, right? Because um, can you just take your book and... You know, create like is is it a different writing process, different scripting? Um, you got to turn the book into a script mm, or a screenplay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then once you have that screenplay, then it's the process of like like if you did it yourself, kind of raising money, or right. or if you're gonna fund it yourself. Mm -hmm. But usually, 
it's going to be expensive and then you raise money. Yep. Yep. But then you get, you keep most of the profits yeah. and then you, you, you control your product yeah. when you do it yourself. Yeah. However, versus when you give it to someone and they give the money, then they depend on the paperwork. They say, okay, you're man. just the executive mm. producer. Yeah. I do everything else, mm. so you don't. You have no voice. So right. you get five percent, we keep ninety five percent. Yeah, you know, it depends on, you know, it, every person is different. Some people be like, I'm. That's cool. Just yeah. put me on. You see how the music industry right, right, just sure, put sure. me on. Yeah. They don't care the contract right. is whack or not. Right. They just want to get put on. Yeah. The same in the uh, the movie industry and TV industry. Wow. Folks just want to get put on. Wow. Wow. And so, uh, you know, while you're the clock junior, talk talk a little bit about. Um, sci-fi right because yes um that's something that i honestly don't associate with black folk right really when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And so now, you know, you have a yes. black side. Talk, talk to us about yes, that. Yes, we have a whole imprint, mm. science fiction for the culture, science mm. fiction fantasy for the culture, yeah. where we have books, we have loners, we have the war we make, the road of resistance. We have the resurrection. We have fractured princess. All of these are black science fiction books. Yeah. Well, except loners is white and black. Mm -hmm. And emperors and, and emperors and assassins. But that's a space that black people we are heavily in. Absolutely. But we don't really people don't associate us with that space. Yeah. But as far as the anime market, mm. black people, we are in there. We're yeah. cosplaying. If you mm. go on social media and put in black cosplay or just cosplay period, mm. which is, you know, you can dress up like your favorite anime character. Mm. You'll see tons of black men and black women in that space. Wow. And for us, we decided to put out this imprint because the, the paint us in more than one light. Yeah. We don't just do street lit. Yeah. We do everything. Black yeah. people, we're universal. Yeah. We, so uh, science fiction is something that we we are heavy in. And the yeah. books that we have are really, they're really good. Mm. And they, they all different. None of them yeah. are the same. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I like about it. So you definitely got to check out. Yeah, I got to check it out. You definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, because what, what was it like uh, Matrix, Terminator? That was written yeah. by black woman. That's right. right. Yeah, Sophia yeah, yeah. Stewart. Yeah, she was yeah, uh, yeah. the original creator of The Matrix. Mm -hmm. But just like Hollywood, they stole, they, stole, yeah. they told her, no, we don't like this. Wow. It's not what we're looking for. And then took the entire... Took the whole and created a billion dollars. Yeah, and she's still going to court with them today, to fighting for that. She wow. said she won. She said that's why you don't see the. What's the one? The, the new one? one's coming out. They got the new one supposed to be coming out in December. The new Matrix. She said you won't see none of her. But she's fighting for them. To, and characters. Yeah. They had to do it different. And, and yes, and the won. new one is totally different. Y'all, right. if y'all watch the trailer, 
It's nothing like right. the other Matrix. Wow. It's something totally she different. Wow. She was on Clubhouse. You got to catch that. Oh, they probably didn't tape it, but yeah. that was a powerful yeah, was wow, interview. Wow, wow, wow. And she said in real life, she's the. Um, She's the, the oracle. oracle. Mm. She said that's her gift. She's in real life. Wow. She's the oracle. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching a, like an interview with her um, that tied in the Terminator with the Matrix, and I didn't. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. it. Like the way she broke it down on how like the the Terminator mm-hmm. went into. You know, it was yeah. like it was like them coming back to the future. Right. To kind of like it was a whole you know very interesting. That, yeah, but yeah. it goes to show you that black people we are in that space, that yeah. science fiction space. We just don't get no light shined on us when right. we do those things. They right. want us to do just the pimps and the thugs and yeah. the hoes. Yeah. But we we are multi-dimensional. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was, uh, I think, the fiance of uh, Cassius Clay, aka Muhammad Ali, and she said uh, the main one of the main, the main characters she got she pulled from his Morpheus persona. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wow. said y'all don't know that. But yeah. She said, yeah. Wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. And so, talk to us uh, like if, if somebody right now. Um, you know, wants to start their own publishing company, wants to, uh, you know, uh, you know, put books out there. Like, what is the, you know, what is the, the, the key to longevity, right? You've had your publishing company since 2007, yeah. right? A decade later, most businesses don't make it past, you know, don't, don't make it, right? What's, what's, what's the key to longevity and, and where, where would they start? Can I, can I answer? Go I'll start. Yeah. I will have to say is reputation first. Mm. Reputation. Your yeah. name means everything. Yeah. If you do good business, good business will come to you, wow. and good business will follow you. Yeah. So if you if you keep everything transparent, that's number one. What's your business? When you're hiring your authors, if they know what's going on and y'all on the same page, that helps the workflow go smoothly. And yeah. then picking good content, mm. picking authors you can work with, mm. and authors that got good material. Because yeah. the good material will sell itself. Yeah. Word of mouth goes. And then you have to have a, a business plan, yeah. a good business plan. Like she had Martha Stewart review her business plan, mm. you know, to make right, sure. We, we didn't talk about how how, how you you know you how you, yeah, yeah. You know, Martha was, was you know was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. those those are the first few steps I, I would say you have to do. Yeah. You want to chime in, Wahida? Um, yeah, I lost my thought uh, just that quick regarding. The flip side of what she said, um, the, the, the road is not easy. You know, being an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. Sure. It's not easy. It's not ups, downs. Yeah. Uh, you, like went for one of my main um, things that happened to me was in the height of my career, when I left the feds, I walked out of there with a $9 million restitution. Mm. So got out, signed up with cash money, blah, 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 blah. The feds are like, okay, you're making a lot of money. Mm. Next thing you know, I get a subpoena in the mail. Mm. They they froze my bank accounts. Uh, everybody I was doing business with, all at uh, Kensington, Simon & Schuster, Hachette. I had three major publishing deals. Mm. Subpoenaed all the records, froze my royalty payments, froze everything. Wow. I had to uh, put in a petition to go to Phoenix to say, look, guys, what, what do y'all want from me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during that time, while they did their due diligence, everything was frozen. Couldn't pay the IRS, couldn't do the payroll, couldn't do royalties. But, you know, I, I weathered the storm. Mm. But, you know, you have the ups and the downs. And yeah. you have, um, and every author swears, um, even myself mm. as an author, get the royalty statement. That's all I made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> everybody, that's all I made. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's always drama, but mm. you just have to stand 
firm. Yeah. And just yeah. hang in here. Be, be passionate about it and dedicated. This is my livelihood. So yeah. we ain't have no choice in matter but to make it work yeah. for all these years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what and what what what's like a typical um author deal, right? So if you sign someone is it based on their popularity? Like how like how, how do you structure the royalty and what, what they would they would potentially get paid? Yep, it depends nowadays. on pop nowadays it depends on the popularity. Yeah. And we changed our business model. Uh we uh, we we don't even you really have to be big for us to give you a uh Oh, um, in advance, mm. like I told you, we just signed the soccer mom, madam. Her mm. story was just on Lifetime, nice. um, so we, we we did give her an advance, but we don't even give advances mm. no more because most authors don't even earn advances out nowadays. Right, Anybody right. want to advance? You got to prove yourself. Right. Right. You know, we get in the past we gave advances. Some of the authors we didn't even get the money back because right. their books not selling. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. that business model doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad you said that. So because just for people to understand is that, you know, the business model was, hey, I like this idea. I want to sign your book. Here's the money up front. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll publish the book. Once the book goes out, it sells. We make the money. We take the money back that we gave you as an advance. And then, you know, now after that, then you start getting a percentage of, you know, whatever the royalty is. Yeah. But because now... Sometimes you give an event, somebody they not they don't they books right. don't even sell. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So the, the game has changed. Yeah. And yeah. then even for the, the majors, they're not looking for no regular me and you to come over right. there, Simon the Shoes, so they get a book deal. You really gotta come. No. You have to they wanna look at your social media following. Yeah. Yeah. They wanna know how many likes you got, yeah. how many people follow you on YouTube. Yeah. It's like it's serious. Yeah. You're not an influencer. Numbers. Right, all of that stuff. Yeah. They're like, yeah. nope. Yeah, and and what's what's the what's the future of the publishing game? Is do 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 y'all see you know books dying or will books be here forever? Like what 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 are your thoughts? Be on they'll be here forever. forever. Like KRS one said, we will be here forever. <laughs> forever and ever. Yes, forever they will be because yeah. even in COVID, people are reading more books. Yeah. Kindle, they they downloading books. Yeah, they got time on their hands, yeah. so they going and back into these titles. Feel this paper. Yeah. in your hand, and now especially for the nonfiction market. The, uh, the professionals, you know, they're doing speaking engagement, right. all this stuff. They need physical, physical books. books. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's I love going it. Anyway. Yeah, and that, and that, and that, and that's why you know I I mean I love books, you know, because um you know as as somebody who grew up in the banking world, fifteen years a banker, um to know that a, a asset is something that you invest in, you put you you know you you put it in money into it time one time and then you get keep, you keep getting right. paid for it over and over cool. again. So cool. A book, oh yeah, man, so like oh I love it. Like so I see cool. all of this and I'm like oh yeah. this is you yeah. know right. You could pass this down to yeah. every you know like you could keep yeah. passing it down because the truth of the matter um, is that you know you think about Napoleon Hill. He wrote oh, Think and Grow Rich 84 right. years ago. Right. If you go to Amazon right, right now, it's a number one bestseller right. today. Right. He's been dead for a long time. I just bought a book uh, from him yesterday. Just came in the mail yesterday. Yeah. Some ink cartridges and a Napoleon Hill book yeah. Yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so the, the legacy, you know, it, 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 it lives. Your name lives forever right. when you do that. Um, and so... Um, you know, now, you know, you, you guys have your company, you're, uh, you know, successful. Um, if you were to give advice to your 18 year old self, and I'm, and, and I'm asking both of you, if I, if you would give advice to your 18 year old self, what advice would, would you give young Wahida and what advice would you give young Wahida at 18? 
You go first. Oh, man. Okay, we got to go back to when I was going when I was 18. Yeah. When I was 18, I was smoking weed, playing video games, and working retail. That yeah. was my life. Yeah, yeah. Retail, weed, and video games. Yeah. So if I would go to me, I would say, hey, stop smoking so much weed. And stop <laughs> spending all your money on video games. Yeah. This yeah. other thing, invest your money. Yeah. Learn the stock market. Yeah. Learn how, for real, I was, and, and eat healthy. Yeah. Stop eating them burgers on your break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would tell myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, finances, financial literacy, education. Yeah. Focus on those things. That's yeah. what I would tell myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 18-year-old self, I was uh, just having your sister, her old, her sister. I got two girls. It was mm -hmm. her and her son. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything at all. Because mm. I'm glad I had those two. And yeah. my life got me to hear. Yeah. While I was in prison in Alderson, after I um, got published, people, other authors all over the country were sending me manuscripts mm. and fan mail. Here I was a ninth grade dropout, mm. GE, did go back and get my GED. Um, and you know, here they did sending me manuscripts asking me to, you know, look at my manuscript and give me some guidance. Mm. The runaway, ran away at 14 years old yeah. and, um, uh, Ninth grade dropout, here I am reading people's manuscripts, giving them advice. Right. I yeah. wouldn't change anything. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I love it. And and and, and uh Martha Stewart. Can we talk about Martha for a second? The the yeah. the, the billionaire. When um Martha came to Alderson, I knew she was coming. She she with the media, she did the fifty-two fake out because they the media said, Oh, she's going to Danbury. Mm. But I had called home and my agent at the time, uh uh, Mark Gerald was dating her niece or some 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 type of connection. So when I called mm. home, they said Mark called. He said Martha's coming there and introduce yourself, look out for, her, let her know who you are, and like that. Mm. So the day that she came, I'm sitting uh, in a TV room. I think I was watching a Lakers game and writing. And my mom, I had a prison mom, Diana Sanchez. <laughs> she came. I'm just sitting there chilling with my with my lounge clothes on. She came, daughter. She's a Puerto Rican. Daughter, daughter. I said, what? She said, the lady is here. Get dressed. The lady is here. She wants to see you. The lady is here. I said, what lady? She said, get dressed. The lady is here. Martha Stewart. So I said, oh, okay. So I run no. through something on. So all this in prison camp, it's like, Hundred acres huge. Yeah. So my my dorm was up the hill and Martha was down the hill. So we walked down the hill. So I'm walking in here and I see all the ladies out. Mm. Martha standing there, all the ladies. It was like a big meet and greet. Wow. Everybody was so excited that Martha Stewart right. is on the compound. <laughs> wow. So I introduced myself. That was a quick uh thing, but Martha was there, she did her time. Um only time you know, we wasn't hanging out or anything yeah. like that. Uh we worked out at the same time with her time at the gym was my time at the gym so i would see her every day mm -hmm. at the gym working out and i'm just there when she, and the prison allowed us to do a um a business day so martha they let us uh rent the room not rent the room we used one of the, the big rooms and she did a segment on uh business trends so mm -hmm. everybody poured in there and they let her use the slides and stuff so that was cool and then i did one on writing and publishing mm -hmm. so that's the only thing we did together and just before she left i said martha you got to look at my business plan before you left so she said meet me at the library met at the library she took it with her that night next day she came back gave me the feedback and then martha was Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful thing, beautiful thing. And so now, you know, um, as people are navigating 
uh, post-pandemic, COVID, and you know, people are, are waking up to trying to figure out how to be successful in business um, as, as two women who have gone through a lot of ups and downs and um, you know, weathered a lot of storms. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you have for any mm-hmm. entrepreneur who's currently you know, going through you know, something? Mm, that's a good question. I will say, know your numbers. Mm. Know your numbers, know your business. Yeah. There's, no, there's no reason for you to be doing business and not know what your numbers are or what your market is, mm. what other people are doing in your lane. Yeah. You have to know your business. Don't just start something and don't and be blindly. You just figuring it out, throwing money into it and don't even know what you're getting back or mm-hmm. what you're putting out. Mm. So definitely know your numbers and have a, a schedule have a schedule mm. so you can know when to do your check your emails, do your calls, your follow-ups. That's so important. Mm. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, for me, basically the same thing, to, uh, knowing the fundamentals of running a business. Mm. Uh, a lot of us, we just start a business, don't even have your paperwork yeah. right, don't even, you know, you need accounting, yeah. CPA. Yeah, just knowing the business, of business fundamentals. And I'm at the stage now where I use coaches i have coaches mm, yeah that's where i'm at now so yeah. i like having coaches because you need to navigate quickly yeah and be able to execute and implement quickly as well yeah i love that and i, and I think a lot of people uh don't realize especially our people right, right. like we don't realize the importance of coaches mentors yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know how you know paying too yeah. right paying like like not pain. not like trying to you know, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, no, like pay pay for a coach, pay Mm -hmm. for mentorship, like, like pay to get yourself in a room. Because to to be honest, when you pay to get in a room, it's like, that's like a cheat sheet. That's right. Like you, you get, you get access to connects, you get access to a lot. You know, know, attitude like, I ain't paying, I ain't paying to um, talk to him or I I ain't paying to talk to him or I ain't paying to get in that room. You better if you want to be successful or else do it, you do it the long, the slow way. Yeah. do it the fast way that's the difference yeah and networking networking is important too when you do make a connection with somebody stay up you know follow Mm. through that's very important because i got my first celebrity client just networking on instagram Mm. uh shabadoo y'all remember shabadoo rest may he rest in peace Mm. from breaking he put turbo and ozone well i started my t-shirt line with him we uh came collaborated and we came up with uh, designs that spark up nostalgia Mm. his thing was the retro 83 so it was Mm. all breaking material and stuff like that so that was my very first person I actually signed had a licensing deal nice. with print t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was about what, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. Right, I didn't even right. know how to do royalties. Right. So I was like, I gotta do royalties? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, here you got to get this man like, what? Royalty. <laughs> You know, I, I had no idea, yeah. but you know, but I got it just through, through networking. Yeah, yeah. And relationships, yeah. building relationships. Yeah. Uh, one of my coaches, JT Fox said, 70% of your time should be building the relationships because the late relationships is powerful yeah that, like that that's actually the currency yep right a lot of that's people right. focus on money that's right but relationships, relationships is greater than money that's right you can make a lot of money that's you can right. lose a lot of money you got good that's relationships right. you'll always be good mm-hmm. yeah that made me think of okay so new york the universal hip-hop museum mm. Maisha Hendrix, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had hired her to do some PR for us. Mm-hmm. And um, when she reached out, when she said, uh, Martha Diaz, want to talk to you, another Martha. Hmm, mm-hmm. What's up with the Marthas? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are, uh, we're over their literacy department for mm-hmm. the Universal Hip Hop Museum. We did, a, we did a proposal to get street lit 
into the hip hop museum because wow. we're trying to tell them right. street lit is hip hop. Yeah. The rappers yeah. rap. Yeah. What we, right. you know, right. is the same, right. same thing. Right. Yeah. So um, we made that happen. So nice. street lit is now in the Universal Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Nice. Mm-hmm. We got that done. Yes. Team WCP, we got yeah, that done. Love it. So, um, so what we, one of the things we're going to do with that, other than the literacy department, is set up an imprint, uh, the Universal Hip Hop legacy series, whatever we're going to call it, because we already got Grandmaster Cass, mm. we already signed Easy Mo B, oh, and we get ready to sign another sister, but mm. I can't say her name yeah, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be dope. Nice, mm. nice, nice, congrats. So we congrats. got Street Lit in the Universal Hip Hop Museum. All, all through relationships. All through yes. relationships. That's, that's right. And no. so, and so let, let, let's, let's change gears a little bit and, and talk about money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, being, you know, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. Um, what would you say is uh, the most extravagant thing you have done with money so far in our individual? Believe it or not, I spend all my money on courses mm. and coaching. Yeah. Like one of my coaches for the year is 30 G's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. Inter- Education, yeah. that, that's my thing. And yeah. I love marketing. Yeah. So am I, all my extra dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take for that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then when we travel, we, um, you know, when, when we travel, it's business. it's business. We have to buy clothes to travel. Right. But for me, all my money goes into my business. Yeah. New computers, yeah. software yeah. upgrades, camera upgrades. Yeah, she likes that yeah, yeah, technical yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. And she yeah. got like the education. Right. She's got a direct to garment printer so we can mm-hmm. print our own shirts so we don't nice. got to outsource no more. Nice, nice, nice. You know, nice. so that's that's what my money goes through. Yeah. And what, what, what would you say so is I'm the most. I'm not done yet. Oh, oh. One, one, I, I'll. When I get that answer for you, Ash Cash, I just did something extravagant. Yes. All right, let, so let, let's go. So that hasn't really happened yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I just like coaching and yeah. learning. Yeah, yeah. And what, what, what would you say is the most uh, impactful thing you've done with money? I think uh, with prodigal sons and daughters. Yeah. Yeah, I will say. Uh, I'm the vice president of a 501c3 prodigal sons and daughters. We just purchased 40 acres of land in Hampton, Georgia. Mm, I'm going to awesome. set up a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. it. And, and, and talk, talk about Prodigal Sons and Daughters real quick, though. Go ahead. Prodigal Sons and Daughters Redirection Services. We're based in East Orange, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. However, we have locations in Florida and here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we not only do we serve as men and women who are incarcerated on their way coming home, connecting them back with their families. Mm-hmm. We also help the ones who are in the halfway house get back on a get jobs, get their paperwork together, their yeah. license, you know, get housing. housing. Mm-hmm. We're going to the youth houses. Yeah. Right. So because we, we have a, a, a mentorship training pro- program with um, six skill sets. Um, you know, you just got to be of the right mindset yeah. in prison and coming out of prison. Yeah. So we're like in the, it's the people business. Prodigal sons and daughters, we're in the people business yeah. because we have to change the mindset of the individual. Yeah, if, you have, if y'all need help with financial literacy, I would love to. Yes, right. We do. Yeah. Right, yeah. and we're we here in Atlanta. A, that's one of our six skill sets. Yeah. Financial literacy, yeah, yeah, right. And also here in Atlanta, we work with the Braves, the Hawks, the mm-hmm. Falcons, and we do fundraising. They allow us to do fundraising. Nice. We bring a lot of our members there. Nice. And there's a lot of on-site, hands-on training. You know. And they like our organization because, like I said, we train them for the mindset. They like we, they like our 
people that we have, because it's, it's a bunch of organizations that volunteer mm -hmm. at these stadiums, but yeah. Prodigal Sons and Daughters, they even had us training mm -hmm. the new ones that can't come in because they like the quality of people mm. that we have, but it's all because of the mindset. mindset yeah. And what, what would you say is the most impactful thing you've done with money so far? Well, I spend all the money on, on the kids, the yeah. youth. Yeah. I like to put together things for them to do, take them out somewhere. Well, being home though, schooling. Yeah, homeschool. I homeschool yeah. my, new, my nieces and nephews, yeah. so they over my house mm -hmm. all week. Yeah. You know, going through that. So I buy, actually set up the whole school in the house. Yeah. Like blackboard, desk, you know, all that. Because yeah. in order to get the kids to want to come to school, they got to mm -hmm. feel like they're going to school. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. Otherwise, <laughs> I ain't going downstairs. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, so I spend all my money on the children. I don't yeah. even have my own children, yeah. but. I put my money back into to kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, so nah, we nah. haven't even really got, we just really started living. So yeah. we ain't even yeah. done yet. We just getting started. Nah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then so, um, you know, if somebody right now has a nine to five, has a job, right? Wants to be an entrepreneur, um, what advice would you give to them? Start studying, learn, business fundamentals, learn how to start a business, um, know what you're going to get into. And, and be, I heard Jesse Jackson saying, you got to master your craft, yeah. master the craft. Yeah. And entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart because it's hard. Yeah. You have to motivate yourself. Yeah. You can't depend on nobody. It costs tons of money. Yeah. It's just a lot of sweat equity in being an entrepreneur. If you weak or thin skinned or lazy, Yeah. Don't even bother. You're yeah. wasting your time. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that is true. Because yeah. I remember when the, when I decided I wasn't going to work retail no more. Mm. I went to work that day. I said, you know, I can't do this. Yeah. This is this is not me. I can't yeah. do. I have to do my own thing. Yeah. But when you when I made that decision, I was like, okay, well, what I'm going to do to make money? Mm -hmm. You go to work. You're on the clock. You're going to get paid. Mm -hmm. But when you're working for yourself, yeah. If you don't put in those hours and you don't get no check, yeah. So I had to figure that out. I was like, oh, that's how that works. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to really start managing your time and thinking about your clients and how to um, yeah. So I will say, don't quit 100% until you got your workflow that's right. Mm -hmm. right. That's you got your clients in mm -hmm. hand because nothing. You don't want to just quit and then you have no money coming in. Yeah. And then now you're looking for clients. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's the wrong way. Yeah. Keep your day job exactly. until you get it going and then shut them off. Exactly, exactly. And so what, what's next for Wahida Clark Presents Innovative Publishing? Uh, bigger and better things. Yeah. More film, film TV, TV. Yeah. more books, Yeah. more great clients. We're excited about um, the clients who can't wait for Easy. You know who Easy Mobile is, Of course, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, here we can't go. wait You're for right. this book to drop. Yeah. Can't wait for the soccer mom's book to drop. Janine DeTore's book. She got a cookbook Her coming cookbook out. Nice. Mob yeah. Wives. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, it's just ex building relationships. Is just exciting because I do. Sometimes I do free coaching, mm -hmm. and you don't never know who you when you who you're talking to. You be like, oh, I like you. Yeah, and you know. It's just, I just, it's just exciting. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Love it, love it's it, love exciting. it. All right, we're gonna do a quick uh, lightning round. Uh, and a lightning round, uh, we're gonna take some bank terms uh, and then flip them for us here inside the vault, right? Okay. Uh, so the first term is deposit slip. Uh, deposit slip is a you know piece of paper. You you fill it out. Mm -hmm. You put the money deposit right. into a bank. Here for us inside the vault, uh, deposit slip is a money mistake, right? A slip up. What would you say is is your biggest deposit slip that you've ever made? My biggest slip up, um, not paying your taxes on time. Mm. That's yeah. key. You in yeah. business, 
pay Uncle Sam. What yeah. the Bible say, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Mm. Pay those taxes. That's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my biggest slip up is not putting my bills on auto pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I be yeah. forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Pay that. Pay that. And especially with uh like the, do you hear all the trouble all the the the, the, the celebrities get into? Yeah. You just get that money and just spend it. Yeah. No, you got to chip some, some off yeah. and pay those taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have a good accountant too yeah. to make sure they that's powerful. Yeah, that's for sure, right. for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh turn number two uh is charge off, right? Charge off. Uh, you borrow some money from the bank, you don't pay the bank back, the bank is hounding you. Eventually they're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. We ain't gonna get this money. We are gonna charge it off. But for you, for you two, on, on your journey, uh, what kind of people or mindsets did you have to charge off? Plenty. Yeah. Snakes. Mm. Rats. Mm. Mm. Um, they 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 be in your camp. Yeah. So I charged off those type of people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you we sign an author, be like. Mm, nope, this ain't good. We canceled it. We canceled the contract wow. right then and there. We see it's not a, a good fit. So that's our charge, y'all. Even mm. though we gave you the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, what do you call it? Advance. advance yeah. Okay, no, we're done with Forget it. Forget it. Wow. Wow. Charge you off. Wow. Right. Wow. And low vibrational people. Mm, people who come into your circle and they yeah. are low vibrational. You trying to do things and they just bringing you down. Yeah. Or you mention uh, a win and they say something negative. Yeah. 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 You got to get rid of those rid type of, of people. Uh, wow. Charge wow. them off. Charge yeah, yeah, them off. Yeah. 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 Uh, last but not least, trust account, right? So a trust account is where you take your valuable assets. You put it in this trust account. Uh, you protect it. You help it. You you know it helps it grow. Um, what type of people or mindsets do you have in your trust account? Oh, my husband, my daughters, my closest team around me. Yeah, I have to put them in the trust account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And what what and what's loyalty. that characteristic though that you look for? Loyalty. Yeah, yeah. Integrity. Yeah. Honesty. Honesty. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. truthful, yeah. one hundred percent truthful. Like my dad, he'll tell you the truth. He don't, yeah. he don't sugarcoat nothing. He will tell yeah. you straight up. And even my sister, my yeah. sister, she loves to bust the bubble. She's yeah, a yeah, yeah. professional bubble burst. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. she does. Yeah. But you know, but she, she, she's honest with it. Yeah. She won't let you do something and thinking you got it together. She'd be like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's love not it. working. Love it, love it. We gonna we gonna throw a bonus in here, right? One, mm -hmm. one more. Let's do it. Um, ATM, right? ATM is when you you know put your card in, you ask for the money back, and you start getting some money from there. Uh, for us here inside the vault, ATM is another teachable moment, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, each of you, I would love for you to give our audience um, a teachable moment, something that that uh, like words of wisdom, or something that you want them to take you know take take away. If it's to be, it's up to me. Mm. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. You have to make it happen. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I will say what my dad always say, you can't, you don't know a smooth road until you have a bumpy road mm. to compare it to. Mm. That's what my dad always Quote said. from yeah. Uncle Yaya. Yeah. 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 Another one of our best sellers. Oh, Uncle Yaya, 21st century man of wisdom. Love it. Love goes. it. Love it. Love it. All right, y'all. There we have it. The queen of street lit hip hop fiction. And the namesake CEO of the Wahida Clark presents Innovative Publishing. Uh, if if people want to connect with you, if they want to find you, where can where can they find you? WClarkPublishing.com, Wahida Clark on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. 
on Instagram, Wahida Clark Media, on Twitter, Nuance Art, Facebook, Nuance Art. All right, y'all. Oh, I know Nuance Art. That's yeah. Yes. Most, so, yeah, most people, they, yeah, they don't connect the two. Right. Because I remember when Wahida would be like, hey, Nuance yeah. Art can do your... Ah, yes. Hey. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. All right, y'all. We are closing... <laughs> That's funny. We are closing out the vault. Another awesome episode of Inside the Vault yes, with Ash Ash. You. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at... Inside the vault. Follow me, Ash Cash, at I am Ash Cash on all social media platforms. Make sure y'all tap in, tune in, tell a friend and tell a friend, subscribe. I'll see y'all next time, same time, same place, in God's will. Peace. Peace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You won't ask Cash, you can catch it right here in the vault. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.